G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Hey, supermarkets, they're only just returning to normal trade now after panic buying at the start of the COVID-19 crisis. Lots of attention was given to panic buying of toilet paper and hand sanitizer and things like pasta and baking products. I think now when you go to the supermarket, you can get those a whole lot more freely. But other products have been flying off the shelves too, like beer, wine and spirits. Lots of Aussies stocked up, expecting a long hibernation with plenty of supplies on hand. Some YouGov research shows one in five Australians have purchased more alcohol than usual during the COVID-19 pandemic. And of the group who admitted buying more alcohol... 70% are consuming more of it than normal. And 33% are now consuming alcohol daily. As when we are self-isolating, it's interesting to note, opportunistic, big alcohol has started COVID-19-themed alcohol marketing to hook more consumers, protecting their profits. Let's get some insights into what's going on. Shane Varco is the Executive Director of Dalgano Institute. It's a coalition of alcohol and drug educators dealing with the social and cultural impact of drugs and alcohol. Shane Varco, always a privilege talking to you. Thanks so much for being with us today. Oh, good morning, Neil, and thank you for having me. And I'm glad to hear you're uh, COVID-free and going well. Thank you. Yes, and I hope everything's going uh, okay on your uh, your uh, end as well. Hey, Shane, the alcohol industry mm-hmm. promoting alcohol as survival kits and uh, isolation yeah. six-packs during the public health crisis, it is having an impact, isn't it? No, it is indeed. Look, uh, there's a number of factors that, that contribute to that, that issue, but it, it's pretty insidious, and you expect that from any marketing group, but particularly with the uh, addiction for profit industry, it's really concerning because it's not just about you know, the big exchange of money for goods. It's about engaging and engaging excessively in a psychotropic toxin. You know, and this, I can't put too fine a point on that. It's not to go after alcohol per se, but it's to, particularly in these environments, it's, it's quite disturbing because a lot of factors are contributing to not only the use of alcohol, but the outcomes that come from the use of alcohol. And, of course, the old... Uh, the mantra around marketing, particularly to, in, in crisis, is, is really important. And unfortunately, uh, in this space, it creates a real problem for the addiction industry because about 20% of the consumers consume about, on average in this space, about 80% of the product. But we're seeing that demographic grow. So it, now they're piggybacking, and I'll jump straight in on this now, because what's interesting is that not, not only are they uh, taking advantage of vulnerability, and that's what they're doing, uh, and putting a fun slash humorous spin on it, uh, again, to hook it in and make it seem all very harmless. We've got a couple of, you know, two sides of this coin here. You've got your, your restrainers are down and your motivators are your incentives are up. For example, a lot of people in lockdown, they're not going to work. So they're, they're not travelling, they're not driving, they're not, there's not a requirement of them to be uh, have full faculty. Uh, they're, um, they're not engaged in the public space, they're not out in the public arena. So all those restrainers have gone. Now, they're all external 
uh, restraints, of course. And, of course, you've got the, the motivators are increased. And so you've got boredom. You've got time and opportunity, of course, because of boredom. You've got more opportunity to engage. And then, of course, you've got the online aspect because now, as you mentioned in some of your intro, there's the online engagement is increasing. Of course, the biggest advertising or the advertising has been gone after by uh, the, the public health sector against alcohol. They've been really working hard to, to reduce the alcohol advertising in, them, in the, the public forums. The online space is out of control. And, of course, finally, the other, other aspect of this is the aggressive marketing is also delivery. It's a hands-free delivery concept. So you've got this ability to uh, to deliver the product to the door, yeah, so-called, you know, no touch, no deal, that, sort of, that, that kind of arrangement. But sadly, the lack of scrutiny in that space is also increasing the uh, the consumer base. So you're not getting proper identification of those receiving the goods delivered. So again, this, this whole this whole swathe of things are adding to a, a, a quite a concerning increase. And of course, the biggest outcome I'll leave with this: the biggest outcome of this, of course, is a growing domestic and familial violence, Neil, and that's a really concerning issue. Well, when we talk about alcohol uh, promoting serious health hazards, uh, the ongoing effect of that, as you say, uh, the domestic violence aspects, and uh, we'll have some more to talk about this week when it comes to that. But there's another inconvenient truth in here, and I'll get your thoughts here, Shane, an inconvenient truth that alcohol actually weakens the immune system and can make people more susceptible to uh, even COVID-19. Now, I don't know whether that's a a strong argument, but I think that there is uh, certainly some research truth in that, isn't there? Oh, indeed. I I think one of the realities of any substance use, uh, directly with the lungs with tobacco or or alcohol uh, or other illicit drugs, uh, would do indeed weaken the immune system. One of the the interesting things is there's been an aggressive push by the world health organisation against uh, some of the, the rumours, myths going around that uh, alcohol was, uh, high levels of alcohol were kind of a, a pushback against the, the virus itself, which of course is a complete fallacy. In fact, it does exactly what you've intimated, the, the opposite. So you've got this, uh, not only a higher consumption, but you've got an increased vulnerability to and susceptibility to infection rates. And of course, exposure is a key issue there as well, but susceptibility is something... All of us, and I think one thing would be good for us to talk about is reducing our susceptibility to harm, uh, in, particularly in this season of, of a pandemic. I think that's a really important issue that has to be put forward as, as a priority. Well, the idea of using alcohol to cope with the situation, uh, that's, I think, one way that people think, well, I, I have a few drinks, so I can cope with the difficulties that I'm having. So if there's problems at home or if I've lost my job or if I've lost my working hours, if my business is on the rocks, uh, then I'm going to use alcohol to cope with the situation. That's, that's uh, another big issue at hand here that actually creates more problems. Oh, indeed. And I think that that's, goes without saying. And, and unfortunately, it's not just about, uh, as I said before, when one goes out, you know, there's a lot of Australians around when going out to go out for dinner. You might have a glass of meal or two with your your your, your meal. Then you've got, you've got to drive home. You're in a public place. So there's a lot of restrainers, but as I said before, one, when those restrainers are removed, and then on top of that, as you've just indicated, you've got anxiety, stress, uh, depression. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the idea that alcohol is a poor man's antidepressant is one of the greatest uh, mis- uh, disservices, I should say, that's been that's been sold to uh, to a culture that because self medication and for managing stress is always always dangerous. 
and particularly in these times. Because unfortunately, there is no external engagement. And this is why I think it's really important for us to, to be really looking and helping people and helping one another as, as neighbours and as uh, colleagues and work workmates or whatever. We're actually working hard to reduce our susceptibility at these times to making choices, particularly around substances, that are only going to take away from our agency, take away from our capacity, and sadly, most sadly of all, Neil, take away from our humanity, our ability to actually care for ourselves and for those closest to us. And when an industry comes in on the back of a crisis like this without considering that at all and having countering messages that, that say, look, we need to be very, very careful with our use of alcohol at this time, rather than going with this survival kit mentality, where in other words, you know, this is going to help you get through it, where in fact it's only escalating again, as I said before, susceptibility to a number of factors, not just physical health, but mental health and wellbeing issues, which is really concerning. Shane, we're talking primarily about alcohol in this short opportunity that we're having to unpack here. But if I can ask you, are you aware of uh, an increased uptake of other drugs during this time as well? Uh, you know, any thoughts uh, on what's happening with other drugs? Well, it's fascinating. Uh, it, the, the pursuit of illicit drugs is, is not abated. But accessibility has reduced. That's the interesting thing about this because, because the drugs are illegal, and this is another great reason why you should never legalise currently illicit substances, is the right to access them is, is not there in public space. So you have to access them illegally. Now, what's happened with the COVID-19 lockdown, across the world we're seeing reports coming out and we're following those reports and have written on this a little uh, recently, is that... Drug, the, the drug dealers uh, and, and, and clients, uh, for want of a better word, substance abusers, those with uh, substance uh, use disorders, are trying to get hold of the, their drugs and they just can't get it. But what was really concerning, and, and they were held to account for this, was uh, one of our major uh, public health groups, uh, which is backed by the government, posted, which was pulled down on the, on the federal government health website, that you, they were encouraging illicit drug users to get to their dealers as soon as they can and stock up for the COVID lockdown, which is just outrageous. Now it's picked up by mainstream media and it went after that and that post was removed. And then there was this long, uh, it was almost laughable uh, sort of description of why that was the case. They're trying to make it sound like it was a great harm reduction enterprise. Whereas what we're seeing is an incredible opportunity right now, as we're seeing with a lot of people, is an opportunity to actually exit drug use and or reduce your substance use intake. And this is a great opportunity to do that. And we should be exercising, uh, and, and so healthcare practitioners and best practice uh, healthcare practitioners should be actually promoting uh, potential to exit drug use. Now, we know there's difficulties in certain settings, particularly those caught in the tyranny of high-level addiction. But we also know that this is an incredible opportunity to exit this. And it's really sad to see that even in this place, the government platform has been hijacked by pro-drug advocates to actually promote more drug use, where in fact we're seeing a reduction in that and people are trying to work through that. And that's another reason sometimes why alcohol is also increased use. It happens because people cannot get their illicit drugs, so they, they turn to alcohol with greater consumption thereof. So again, we've got to be intentional and about how we address the issues, not just saying don't do this, it's saying, hey, there's a better way forward, let's discover that and help each other find that way forward. 
Well, it's a good thing, isn't it, I think, to point out that hypocrisy that you're talking about here. While all of this big alcohol and even supported by government regulation to promote alcohol as something that might just calm the nerves and uh, settle you in a time of going through the COVID-19 crisis, in actual fact, the likelihood is that it actually is making things a whole lot worse. Even on this program, I've had uh, uh, segments of recent times about the number of people who have drug addictions seeking help right now when they couldn't get their regular supply of drugs. But, uh, but of course, when we're talking alcohol, there is a regular supply and alcohol sales, as I understand it, have been up and alcohol's been flying off the shelves. So we might anticipate that there's some real trouble around the corner because people who didn't have a problem before are now often likely to be spiralling out of control into an alcohol addiction problem. Let me ask you, before I let you go here, Shane, sure. um, we might have a mate, we might have family members, it could be a spouse, it could be a distant relative who's in lockdown at the moment, uh, they're trying to wash away their cares and woes uh, with extra alcohol intake. Is there something we ought to be doing to draw attention to that? Uh, how do we actually approach this if we've got a concern within our own circle of friends? Look, I think without oversimplifying this, it's quite a complex series of things, but time's running out. Look, I think engagement, talking. It's not about saying, hey, you've got a problem, stop doing it. It's saying, hey, how are you troubling with this? And really digging into that conversation saying, no, 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 I look... I get it. Uh, I know you drink, and that's fine. Um, but how are you going with that? I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to put you down. But I know this is a really vulnerable time for you. How can we walk through this together and engage them on and with with a particularly a video conversation? So you can you can have that face to face, eye to eye contact. Invite them to participate in activities that take them away from that. Invite them to talk about issues. Get them onto subject matters and activities that that uh, get them away from those kind of processes. And of course, you can't do that babysitters that were 24-7, but it's really important to have an honest conversation. And, and I ask them then, once you've got that on the table, yeah, I am drinking too much. Okay, well, when do you drink? How much are you drinking? What can we do to help? You know, what can we do? Have mealtime. Let's, a, 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 let's have a game. Let's have a conversation. Let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's get a group chat happening. So it just distracts and, and helps people get through that and to talk about some of the issues and, and as we know now, talking therapies are one of the best ways to rewire the brain. So we just want to encourage people to, to really be intentional, both in reducing their susceptibility, but also helping others in, in reducing their exposure. So just getting involved, a bit of intervention, uh, and, and a, a little bit of love goes a long way in these settings. Well, it's a matter of uh, opening that conversation and there is a certain level, as you say, Shane, gentleness required, uh, but have the conversation. Uh, then to follow that up, I know you've got some tremendous resources, uh, Dalgano Institute. Uh, let me just give the website, dalganoinstitute.org.au. And uh, what I find is very much an attention grabber is your website nobrainer.org.au nobrainer.org.au no doubt people can send that as a link uh, to a friend who might have some issues around alcohol around drug abuse um, those sorts of those sites of yours they've got tremendous resources so give us some other insights here Shane uh, if people go on to nobrainer.org.au what are they likely to find this week yeah, look, there's a couple of new things we put up there. And, uh, in fact, I encourage people to check out our YouTube channel as well because we're adding to that all the time. And just while you're on that, and I appreciate uh, the gratuitous plug. But uh, 
um, it's we really are trying to add uh, effective resources that that are work that that do work. Sorry, the evidence-based data around recovery around drug use exiting is is really exciting, and we're seeing that growing. and And despite the aggressive push to, to liberalise drugs more and more, the recovery alumni, those who have exited drug use, are standing up more and saying, you know, we, there is a better way forward here. and and opening up drug markets more is not the answer. It's only going to create more chaos. And we want to help people actually exit drug use. And finding those forums, online forums, are really helpful. And there's apps as well that are available, not our apps, but apps that we refer to that are really good. And um, we're also just about to, to launch into a new uh, parenting slash teacher learning and teaching exercise video, YouTube um, lessons that we're hoping to launch in the next month. So that's something for parents, teachers, coaches, mentors, uh, whoever, they're working with young people to help them help them work through the issues of building resiliency in the young people. So that's another thing we're, we're sitting in motion at the moment. So tremendous resources, dalganoinstitute.org.au and nobrainer.org.au. Shane Varco is Executive Director at Dalgano Institute. It's a coalition of alcohol and drug educators dealing with the social and cultural impact of drugs and alcohol. Shane, always appreciate your insights. Thanks so much for giving us those today on 2020. Oh, indeed, my pleasure. And thank you again for your hospitality. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.